What is up, four-eyed fans? Welcome to another episode of Fourth and Frames. We're doing off-season stuff. We're talking to you about fantasy football. We're talking to you about football. We're talking about basically anything that you want to talk about, and we want to talk about, quite frankly, as well. Um, we hope everybody enjoyed round one of the fantasy football playoffs. I hope you're participating in your various NFL fantasy playoff challenges, whether they're through NFL Network or through any any site, really. hope you're having fun with it. Uh, I'm your host, Jorge Edwards. With me, got Nate Markham, Tyler Heil, Brian Ford. Brian, let's start with you today. How are you doing, yes. man? Uh, okay. Uh, today was one of those days where you start with 10,000 things to do on your list, and then two hours into work, you have 10,000 more. Uh, but, uh, you know, on a positive note, I'm still tweaking my dynasty rankings for our big rankings show next week. Absolutely. So, Ryan, it brings up a really good thing. Next week, we start our dynasty coverage here at Fourth and Frames. And so, um, uh, so with that, we're going to uh, start off with our top 12 at each position, and we're going to debate left and right who uh, who do we have in our top 12 in terms of dynasty rankings, and then we're going to do a little point-counterpoint, some debate. They're like, no, why do you have that person so high? Oh, that's because I have this rationale, or why do you have that person so low? Back, you know, so that's what we're going to be doing next Wednesday. And then before you know it, the week after that, February through March 17th, we got Dynasty content coming at you the way Mondays and Tuesdays in article form. We're talking about risers and fallers at each position each week. Uh, and then Wednesday, fourth and frames, we're talking about risers and fallers at each position each week. And then plus we'll have some guest pods going on throughout the foreseeable future. So stay forward, stay tuned to that. Um, Nate, how are you doing, man? Good. Good. It's a couple more days till uh, we get the, is this the best weekend of football, or is next weekend the best weekend of football? I think this weekend. This weekend. Yeah, People think, will yeah. argue. but Now that we got all the trash out of the way this past weekend. Yes, exactly. It's, it's great to see the Dallas Cowboys swept away. Yeah, that made me very happy. Uh, Tyler, how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm great. I'm ready for a uh, weekend of real football where we can get these <clears throat> lame-ass seven seeds out of here and these wildly overachieving six seeds. I, I feel that is a Bengals slight. Just, just FYI, I think that's what I'm hearing here. No, <laughs> no, no. Because last week on the show you said you're not a fan of the Bengals, and so I'm just like, okay, is that an overachieving? Uh... I am not a fan. I said overachieving six seeds. Okay. I'm not a fan of Zach Taylor. I love Joe uh, Burrow. I love the team. I don't think I think the head coach will be soundly outcoached by Mike Vrabel this week. But we'll see if Joe Burrow allows that to change the outcome of the game. Nice. Um, uh, so how are you doing, man? How's things going with you? Uh, they're great. Great. I'm uh, I'm excited, man. I'm ready for another good weekend of football, getting uh, some family in town this weekend. So it'll be nice. Very nice. Uh, so today we're going to be going over uh, how we all did in our playoff challenge in week one. We're going to give you our picks for week two, and then we're going to talk about what our thoughts are for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. Uh, and then that's pretty much going to do it for us um, today, and we'll be back uh, next week. But before we get into all that, let's get into uh, what we did last week. Uh, let me pull it up here, show us who's leading who in the leaderboard. And by this, we see Brian is dominating. Well, not that much. <laughs> basically, everybody's dominating but me. Uh uh, let's see, we've got Brian with 118, Nate with 107, Jonathan 
uh, Jonathan over in the UK with 105, Tyler 93, and I'm at the very bottom with 81. For those interested in taking us on in the Fantasy Playoff Challenge over at NFL Fantasy, I'll be tweeting out in a little bit uh, a link to sign up and join the Fantasy in Frames group. Uh, you know, bragging rights, all that jazz. Look forward to that. And let's get into uh, let's get into who did well, who did what, all that jazz. Let's go to. Um, I'll start with my picks. Can you uh, see our picks from last week? Uh, Click on my name or Brian's name. Yeah, you can let's see. Let's go his with number picks. one. Let's go with Brian's picks from last week. Okay. Oh, okay. So he had Mahomes. He had Najee. Uh, Najee Harris really had zero points. Uh huh. Really. <laughs> Bumble. Wow. I took a zero. And still, and still first. That's hilarious. <laughs> I uh, took a negative, if that's any better than a zero. I didn't know you can get negatives. That's amazing. I didn't either. Yeah, shocker. Um, uh, Forrest Gump uh, analogy is really paying dividends. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke here, folks. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Cooper Cup, Debo. Debo, good Lord. How, how are people going to be ranking him in redraft not outside the top 12? It's kind of – it's uh, or how are they going to be ranking him out, the, out of the top 12? Uh, in wide receiver rankings, it's just it's just uh, just amazing. Travis Kelsey, Harrison Butker, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, nice, very nice uh, showing there. Let's go back and let's look now at Nate. Let's look at your picks, man. How'd you do? Like said, check it out. And so we remember last week after uh, we talked about the defense. I even said I was like, you know what? I was like, I should probably ch- take out New England because I don't think they're going to win. And at the same time, and I was, it was going to be pivot to Buffalo or even Tampa and hindsight is a, uh, is a mother, but uh, yeah, Zeke with three Najee with zero. There was a case to be made that those were maybe two, the top two running backs in week one, you know, overall, as far as um, ceiling. Ugh. Well, you got us all with a Devin Singletary pick. And in fact, during our Slack chat, during the game, I think it was Tyler was like, and you got Devin Singletary correctly. What's going on? That was a that was a well. He had Devin Singletary as well. And I think ah. that's what. Yeah, was. Nate was just a kind of a collateral in that uh, not really <laughs> humble brag, just shooting my own horn in general. That's okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, Zeke Ezekiel Elliott. Let's talk about him a little bit from a fantasy perspective. Mm-hmm. Is he outside your top twelve next of year in what? redraft? Redraft of running backs of of overall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, running backs. He's he's out of there. Even in running backs, you said Tyler. Yes. Yeah, it's. It, I am. It is. Man, Jerry Jones is not happy with that contract. You know, I wonder when there's an out clause for him. But um, it's Ezekiel after 2022. Elliott, it's after 2022. Yeah, they, okay. they'll lose money against the cap if they cut him in 2022. I think they'll lose over three million dollars. Uh, just. With his like twenty million dollar cap hit, twenty twenty two, I think they can cut him free and clear and only take a six million dollar cap hit. Yeah, yeah, I see that happening. It's it's not uh, it's not looking good there for Dallas. Uh, that 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 was very surprising to me how they just they just got completely outclassed by the 49ers. 49ers just ran the ball down their throats. Uh, so it was pretty impressive with that. Conversely, we got Cooper Cup here with twelve points. But I think the real story of this game was Cam Akers. Uh, I did not see that happening at all on Monday night, but that was that was quite an impressive showing. Um, him and Sony Michelle, uh, that running back uh, 
core is 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 firing in all cylinders. I think I tweeted out, you know, with as good as Sony Michelle was running, who is he auditioning for? You know, you think about the running back needy teams, mm-hmm. a team like Miami. Maybe they're in the running for uh, a running back. You know, we got uh, uh, let's see here, um, the Jets. The Jets are in the running for a running back. You know, they don't really have anybody there per se. I mean, there there are a few teams we can get into later about Michael Carter like that. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Is he an every down back or is he a scat back? He's an every down say, back. I wouldn't say. I would say neither. I would say he's. I wouldn't call him a scat back, but uh, yeah, I think he's probably more useful in the receiving game. You know. Um, and let's see. In a month, uh, Sony Michelle will be twenty-seven. Uh, mm-hmm. So something to keep in mind. I don't. You know. I don't know how much. You know, an NFL team is going to want to invest in a 27-year-old running back. So, yeah. or you know, the Rams could realize that hey, they have a one-two punch, and why would we want to get yeah. rid of that? So, sure, uh, yeah. definitely options there. Uh, Jamar Chase, Travis Kelsey, Harrison Booker. We talked about the New England Patriots. All right, let's go to let's go to Jonathan's picks here. He had Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon. That was a little bit of a letdown. Elijah Mitch, Joel Debo, Cooper Cup. Kelsey, Ryan Suckup, and the Buffalo Bills defense. That was solid picks by him. Uh, let's go back and let's take a look at let's take a look at Tyler's picks. Tyler went Brady, Devin Singletary, Elijah Mitchell. Has Adams on the bye, but we'll get into multipliers in a second. Then we got mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Gronk, Harrison Butker. Again, the Bills defense. Awesome. Awesome. I love the the multipliers. And we're gonna get into multipliers going into this week as well but before we get that let me get to my picks with the lowest total score of the week uh mahomes yeah a lot of yeah exactly um mahomes mixon uh fournette who ended up not playing so congratulations to me thinking that i was being all slick getting somebody right on the last minute jamar chase uh devonta adams on a bye kelsey butker and the packers defense also on a bye so that's who we have going into this week and so Let's start in reverse order, and let's just go with my picks for round two. Okay. Um, we got here. I'm going to go with Mahomes again against the Bills. Uh, look, in week I think it was week five or so, he put up in fantasy points like 21.5 fantasy points. So solid, solid. Not like crushing Josh Allen numbers from this weekend, uh, but I'm not expecting a lot. Although I got to be honest with you. I did originally want to switch off my homes and go to Josh Allen because of the rushing upside uh, that the uh, that he had that he will have against the Kansas City Chiefs because the Chiefs have been he, not the greatest rushing defense in all of football lately. Do you or, think the Buffalo wins? I I mm, I do I mean, think that should dictate your pick. That's a good point, but the but no. the, the problem is yeah. the the two times bonus here. That's it. That's okay, the reason. So yeah. that's what that's what swayed me push. away from Josh yeah. Allen is the bonus. Follow up question: Do you think Buffalo loses to Tennessee and or Cincinnati? No. Then you would get a three x pick out of Josh Allen. Mm. Uh-huh. Super Bowl. Oh, in Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking. I'm. Just thinking that at this point in an overall competition, granted, it's not overall, it's against the five of us. And, you know, I mean, that's the bragging rights, but realistically, mm-hmm. you're playing for money too. If you're not thinking who's going to have the highest multiplier, I mean, one game separation of, you know, Josh Allen's rushing upside 
over uh over the Chiefs over Mahomes mm-hmm. is irrelevant if if Allen gets one X this week, two X next week, and then has a three X in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. By that well, account, if, if Allen, if the Buffalo Bills get past Kansas City, I think they will be the Super Bowl representative. Um, oh man, you're making me want to do this live. Mm-hmm. I think, uh huh. I like, uh, I like, I like this. I like that. I like that. Good. I hope you lose whenever they get beat by the Chiefs, too. <laughs> Dick. Lovely. All right, going Aaron All Jones. I'm taking a shot again on another player who is technically on IR, but according to practice reports today, he looked great in padded drills. Mm-hmm. Talking about Derrick Henry potentially making a uh, a comeback. I don't know if you've seen the practice videos, but it's it's he looks like a man. Uh, he, he looks like the king, pretty much. And I guess it's practice. I get it. But uh, they're going to need him. Uh, because that secondary is not great for the Tennessee Titans, and they're going to have to keep the ball away from this uh, high-flying offense of these receivers for Cincinnati. And how do you do that? Control the time of possession, running the ball. So that should be a lot of Derrick Henry this week, so that's why I'm starting him. Jamar Chase, like I just mentioned, the wide receivers should be feasting against the secondary for the Titans. Devonta Adams, again, the multiplier. And again, going back to Jamar Chase with the multiplier. Uh, whatever points you get multiplied times two, uh, keeping Kelsey in there because he's an automatic start at tight end. I, I, I don't know who you would ever uh, in the fantasy playoff challenge swap out Travis Kelsey for, assuming that he's still in it. Harrison Butker, and I'm going with the Rams. The Rams, man, they they shut down a mobile quarterback in a pass heavy offense. Like they, they they literally shut down Kyler Murray this past week, and I'm talking from just a, an athleticism standpoint. I'm not talking about you know QBIQ or anything like that. Just from an athleticism standpoint, on a subpar offensive line, now you're going to tell me you're going to give the same defense to uh, take on mm-hmm. the uh, the Buccaneers with a stationary quarterback in Brady. We look back at what happened earlier in the season. Uh, this Rams defense took it to Tom Brady. Uh, and that was in the Buccaneers, and that was with a loaded wide receiving core. Um, I, I see the Rams advancing to the NFC Championship uh, this week uh, by taking out the defending champs. So that's why I'm going to go with the Rams defense here. Any other critiques here besides Josh Allen for this team? Nope. I got nothing. Well, you know what? Yeah. I don't love the Aaron Jones pick. Okay, tell me why. Mm, okay, I could go uh, there w- with you. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't think he's necessarily their lead back. I think he's a one A to a one B at best. You know, AJ Dillon mm-hmm. has really staked his claim to that offense. And if you're gonna, yep. I you know, I I guess I do like it because I think the Packers are gonna go all the way. But for a, a one round pick, I don't love Aaron Jones. You would sub out for Devin Singletary, I'm assuming, and that's not me knocking that. I'm just saying that uh, a person, uh, you know, an 80 percent workload back on a team that Jorge has destined to make the Super Bowl is better off than a 50 percent workload or at least 50 50, you know, uh, shared backfield. And I thought about, I'll tell you, when we get to mine, there was a contemplation that I almost had. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon as my two backs going. And I know that's doesn't sound like a great idea at first, but again, that two, three, two X, three X multiplier, 
I don't think there's a running back outside of if Tennessee could make it to the Super Bowl because I don't like anybody in Kansas City. I mean, we just saw that. Jarrett McKinnon was – Jarrett McKinnon probably was the number one scoring running back this week. I mean, don't we think – was there anybody – I mean – Maybe Singletary? I think that McKinnon outscored Singletary. Mm. I mean, he had – so McKinnon had – what a – Let's just do the – we can do the point totals right now Why Jorge changes all of his team because we're telling him what to do. Pretty much. I'm pretty much following popular consensus here at this point. Hey, you're just you're utilizing your resources. That, that, smart that, the, the smart resources here at fantasyandframes.com, absolutely. So go back can, Go back to Mixon. You know, he does, again, have the 2x multiplier, but this 14. front for the, uh, the Titans does give 20. me some pause. So I think I will stick with either – uh, it's it's Aaron Jones or Elijah Mitchell for me. Uh, I went with Aaron Jones just because I think it's a more balanced offense, and then eventually defenses are going to be king on the receiving game for Green Bay, which is going to open up the running game for Aaron Jones. I don't necessarily feel the same way about Elijah Mitchell. I think uh, Green Bay is going to try and limit the running game and force Jimmy G to beat them in the air. Uh, so that's why I'm fading Elijah Mitchell in favor of Aaron Jones. I'm going to stick with Aaron Jones. I'm going to stick with Aaron Jones. But I understand I understand your points. Did, did Jimmy G get hurt? Did he get hurt? Uh, not that I'm aware. Okay. Why? Did you hear? Is this something that you heard? I might be making it up, but I'm going to uh, go ahead and bet that. You're going to bet that Jimmy G is hurt or that he? I'm going to vet that. Oh, oh vet gonna, that. He's going to oh, check oh, okay. that. I was like, I don't like what kind of bet you make. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's he bad. gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's bad karma. Um, okay, so we'll stick with that. Nate, you want to share your screen and show us who you got? Sure. Okay. All right. This is where we. Okay. Nate's picks. So. Obviously, week one, as we talked about, I, contrary to uh, you, believe that KC beats Buffalo. Therefore, that's why I'm sticking with Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and Butker. Uh, the one change that I didn't make was there was an opportunity for me to put Kelsey in. But as we've talked about for the season with Kelsey's up and down weeks, I felt like the 2x bonus for both Jamar and Cooper Cup were too great to overcome. If Jamar does lose to Tennessee – which is a tricky one, which is why I went with Derrick Henry, because if in the instance they can get past, I think Henry at 2X against even against KC, it would be, um, is better than any KC running back, even getting almost 3X come Super Bowl time. Mm-hmm. And then the Aaron Jones pick, that's – that's the dilemma that I had. I had Devin Singletary in there, of course, from last week. And 2X of Devin Singletary is really, really enticing because it's just we, we know they're going to try to control the, uh, you know, the running game with, through Singletary again. I don't know if the two <coughs> touchdowns is likely like you had last Sorry. week. But um, I, I just feel like if I'm stopping them, his 2X game would be equivalent to what I think Aaron Jones would get out of the 3x performance in the Super Bowl hence why I switched to the Packers defense as well and then just have to play it with Cooper Cup Cooper Cup's points are just 2 2x with him even despite his down week 1 
and against it, I'm not going to call Tampa Bay secondary that great. Carlton Davis and everybody's back, I know, but I, I still think that's better than almost any other receiver option. And then when if they lose, I pivot to you know to whatever that may be. If that's uh, Tyreek Hill against Tennessee at that point, their secondary being weak. So you know, trying to think a week ahead. But at the end of the day, if KC loses to Buffalo, I'm I'm done with this for anybody that happens to have Buffalo picks uh, a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. So that is my take there. I will. Does anybody have any questions, concerns, compliments? <laughs> um, um, none of the latter. Oh, no, okay. no concerns or compliments. No, I, I really like the Cooper Cup pick because I have that too. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to heap praise upon you, Nate. That's okay. You don't have okay. to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yeah. need it. This is. I wouldn't uh, accept it anyway. <laughs> Why Green Bay's defense is my question. Uh, strictly scoring, what I've seen so far is that no defenses are scoring heavy in this uh, particular matchup or in this particular format. And I think that if I can get 3X out of any defense, I have to pick the team that I feel most comfortable advancing to the Super Bowl, and that's Green Bay. Okay, so it's more of like a future play than it's more so for this 100% matchup. 100% a future play. Definitely not this matchup. Okay. Already. It's all about 3x Super Bowl prediction. Understood, understood. Okay, let's get uh let's get Tyler. Let's see if he can share your screen all as right. far as who you got here. Let me remove that. Do I need to hit stop screen on my side? Uh yes, please. Thank you. There we go. All right. So uh this is essentially the uh Leo DiCaprio gift from Wolf of Wall Street of I'm not leaving. <laughs> such a great movie <laughs> it's wonderful uh you know i i won't go all in and quote it directly but uh, uh you get the point. we get the uh, point we get it we get it i'm keeping everybody man i i like it i like the diversity you know uh-huh. it, I'm, I'm not uh i'm not going all in on one team to advance the super bowl i'm, I'm gonna keep my options open i i like my chances of having at least one person that's going to be getting a 4x bonus in the Super Bowl. And I will take my wins this week on 2x from every single position. Uh, the way the Bills looked last week uh, was otherworldly. So I will happily keep Devin Singletary in there. Uh, not to take anything away from the Chiefs who looked otherworldly, but uh, one thing I will say is the Chiefs, Looked human quite a few times this year. Uh, I, I, they still have Pat Mahomes. I'm not going to doubt them, but I will be picking Buffalo in this game. I think they can uh, pull it out. I think we're going to get fun at fun Josh Allen again. Uh, Brady, you know, I kind of said it last week. I'm not betting against Tom Brady in the postseason. He, he might lose. The Rams are very good. I love the Rams this week, but uh, I'm not going away from that Brady-Gronk stack when that offense is missing Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Devontae, I started him for a reason. Cooper Cup, you know, he's, he's an absolute monster. No one's going to pull Cooper Cup out of there. Elijah Mitchell, love Elijah Mitchell. He's a great player. Uh, keeps my options open for the 49ers. He's the only Niner I have. And I'm keeping the kicker. I'm keeping the defense because I like 
uh, you know, one of them's going to win. I'm going to get a three X bonus for one of them. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna roll with it. That's a very good point there. Very good point. Um, yeah, I, uh, man, I, I, I want Elijah. Uh, well, I guess we'll get into this when we're talking about the game previews, but, uh, man, you're, you're making the case for Elijah Mitchell here and it's kind of like, Oh man, I don't know the, the Dallas defensive front was supposed to be pretty, uh, solid, but, uh, but he still did a lot there. So it's 95 yards, I think, on the day. <clears throat> you know what? You got a, you got the master and the student. Is the student going to become the master? Is LaFleur going to put the smackdown on Shanahan? I don't know. I, I don't feel great about it, but I feel great about getting two times Devontae points. That's mm-hmm. a good point. That's a good point. All right. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, Brian, who do you got for us? Uh, uh, you want me to share my screen? Yes, please. Okay. Let me see if this works. Uh, share screen. Hold on a second. Let me. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm just used You're to good. this. I'll provide the background Zoom music. And it, uh, Something else you could have had prepared, Jorge. This with all the different drops, some background music. I had that by a picture oh, yet. Okay, Chrome tab, <laughs> and there we go. All right. Oakley, uh, Dokley. I think that's going to work. Nuddly Ned, here we go. Add to stream. Here we go. Okay, so let me preface this a little bit. You know I like to to add some comedy sometimes. So uh, the reason I literally LOL'd that I was in first is given my lack of enthusiasm for NFL playoffs Mm -hmm. and the fact that I did not know about multipliers and stuff, I just found it kind of funny that I wound up on top. But all that that said, you know, I think I – I don't think I put much – thought into this thinking about multipliers moving ahead and stuff like that um so you know i i had mahomes there uh for for this week too i subbed him out for allen because my thinking was i'd rather have allen against the chiefs defense than mahomes against the bills defense but then i was like you know listen there there's an equal chance the, the chiefs could win so keep them in there and i roll and i keep multiplying from you know where i started um, everybody else is pretty much the same for uh, the same reasons. I think the NFC is – I think it's actually pretty wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I picked the Bucks, I could see any of those teams, you know, uh, making it through. Uh, and so I just kind of, you know, kept the 49ers and the Rams there. Uh, and the, the new one this week is uh, because I can no longer play Najee uh, is Devin Singletary. I looked through the running backs and I said, okay – who is going to really make like a, a longer run? At first, I had Cam Akers in there and said, "Okay, he plays Tampa Bay, but later on he could be he could be good." And I get multipliers. And for me, it was just like I think it's a there's a safer floor of the Bills running the table and Singletary being in there and getting those multipliers. So, you know, again, I don't you know I don't know that I put as much thought into it as as maybe some other folks did, but that's what I got this week. Uh, roast me. I can't. I, I tell you, I can't because you like with Tyler is all the two X bonuses across the board are will stack, and you already have a nice little lead over most. Um, I mean, if there's again, what's the better the what's the better plan? And I don't know that answer is to have like you know, like Tyler was saying, his approach a uh, couple different eggs in a couple different baskets, and knowing that you're going to get four X out of one person. Or just 
shooting your shot and going multiple on one with the, I'm either going to get first or I'm going to get last. Mm-hmm. And the Ricky Bobby approach, I guess, is mm-hmm. essentially what that should be. Because really, I mean, I, are there ribbons for second place, Jorge? Do we get any? Uh, no, we do not. Should we? Should we get a ribbon for second place? <laughs> Give me anything for first place? No. So bragging then, rights, yeah. does that count as a prize? Counts for me. I'll take it. All right. Fair enough. Get something from our buddies at uh, Trophy Smack. <laughs> the five of us. <laughs> I will send a uh, a football card to somebody that uh that wins. Nice. Let's see. I have some. I have a Nick Chubb prism card right here for you, Tyler. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Jorge, here is a Taylor Heineke. Stop it. I do have a. Sw- <laughs> I do have an awesome Taylor Heineke card. Oh I my god! Send him. No I joke. Don't... Seriously, you should see it. I don't know where it's at exactly. You know what? But it is cool. Yeah. Looking at this, Brian, I cannot uh, hate on any of your picks. I love the two times bonuses. I love keeping uh, keeping it in there. And you got yourself some share of a Bills player through Singletary in there who's, I mean, honestly, probably the highest workload running back left in the playoffs? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> I think he is. I mean, who – I can't think of anything. I mean, I there's a case to be made about well, how Cam Makers looked and how who maybe how they should give him the workload. It'd probably be Derrick Henry, but yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, yeah. you know, lessen this load uh, with Deontay Foreman. Man, has it has any one seed ever gotten less respect than the no. Titans are getting? No. I, I don't think they deserve it either. I don't think people are just disrespecting them. They've won ugly all year. They've snuck out shitty games. And mm-hmm. I mean, sure, they get Derrick Henry back, which is a huge boost. But I, as much as I dislike Zach Taylor, what, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're going to take down the Bengals. I don't either. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're so their def their defense surprise quote-unquote surprises me because outside of jeffrey simmons they have a lot of good pieces but it's it's mike rabel led he's done the work with that entire defense because the linebacking core has been kind of a rotation jorge you know that between jayon brown and then david long and and then who they just bring in who they bring in recently they just signed someone was it kirksey no it was cunningham they brought in. yeah is that cunningham thank you another you know just garbage Tackle guy from who would I mean seriously from two years ago? Can you imagine we're saying Zach Cunningham is a yeah you know, unquote, a yeah, cast yeah, yeah. off from two different teams? Which by the way, uh, just as a side note, um, so I was doing my IDP dynasty rankings and I was getting to my linebackers, and I started to hit up some Texans. I'm like, I'm going to bump them up, bump them up, and then I looked at a list on Facebook of the 2022 free agents. There are seven linebackers who are going to be free agents for the Houston Texans. Holy mm. moly. Including uh Kamu Gruger Hill, like uh-huh. Christian Kirksey, like basically everybody from the Houston linebacking core that you were starting in fantasy that probably helped you get to a fantasy championship or if not a fantasy championship, all free agents. And I'm oh. like, how how do I rank this? <laughs> this yep. is, you know, it's like, well, where one is gone, you know, the other one will pick up at the slack. Nope. You know what? Because you you don't know. Mm. You don't know. So yeah. it's uh 
That was the approach that the Texans took in team building, you know? They signed a bunch of veteran mercenaries and to ensure that they had an absolute metric crap ton of cap space this year and we're going to we're going to see where they go from there. Right. What what kills me is the free agents. What free agent wants to go to that, you know, dumpster fire, you know, of a of a team with a situation with, you know, essentially them making David Coley the the scapegoat of of a terribly run team, which up until last year wasn't even ran by anybody. You know, the the mean what organization doesn't have a GM for multiple years, and and then the the multiple bad trades they've made, mm-hmm, the Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson fiasco. The list goes on and on. The only positive spot on that entire team has probably been that Brandon Cooks has proven us again that he's kind of quarterback proof and can do well. And I, and I moved Davis Mills up in my dynasty rankings. Absolutely. 20, mm-hmm. like, I think I have him at 20. I'll tell you. Davis Mills yeah, is at uh, 24. Mm-hmm. I, and You know what? I don't want to rant forever, but the Houston Texans are – absolutely shameful that whole organization is an absolute shit show from top to bottom it should be cleaned out i cannot believe they fired david Culley. that was an an embarrassment to a billion dollar organization and i wouldn't even say that about the brian flores firing you know i think it was it was a bad decision but Flores absolutely made a mess of that offense, I think. He mismanaged it poorly. He ran through four offensive coordinators in, in three years, and it, it, Tua did not look anything like a franchise quarterback. But, you know, David Culley getting that team to play every week to the level that they did and mm-hmm. to, just to have that organization on the same page and not falling apart in the national spotlight – was deserving of him coaching out the rest of his contract and them firing him was disgusting. So let me ask you a question. Those of you who kind of follow like real life football more than I do in, in, in this kind of situation when it's that um, uh, it's not, it's not an attractive job to that degree. Do usually like you get like a, a young, like, you know, first timer who's going to take his shot kind of be, be the coach. Cause nobody who's like, you know, a hot coordinator or has any credibility or whatever would, would take it. And so that you, happens or, or no, you know who you get, you get David Culley. Okay. <laughs> that, that was the exact Fair same enough. situation as last year. No one wanted that job and they had to hire the Ravens. Was it wide receivers coach running back? I think it was running, running back coach. coach. And he did a fantastic job. I mean, maybe Nick Casario is – he has his New England connections, and he's like, okay, I'm going to get Gerard Mayo or I'm going to get Brian Flores, and this is going to be great. But if they don't get it, either one of those, this is just going – the rolling tire fire is just going to get worse. I feel and, like it's like it's either an up-and-coming coach or maybe a, a coach that's not up-and-coming that, you know – is a younger coach that won't ask for too much control, or if they're mm-hmm. going to go the veteran coach route, that person needs to have player personnel control, or else they're not even going to bother taking that job. And not to spend too much time on the Texans, but I think people are kind of wish casting this whole Flores is going to go there and Watson's going to stay and all that. The first is not a guarantee. The second is far from a guarantee. Right. So I don't, I don't get this. Like I know, but you know that's what happens in the off season. Well, it's going to be interesting what they do and address the draft. And, of course, we'll have draft coverage 
uh, as the draft uh, goes on and we'll do our draft fallout from that. But, uh, you know, it's going to be really interesting. I, I do not anticipate a lot of free agency stuff, but like you said, let's not focus on the Texans. Let's focus on the playoff teams right now. And let's go down to Tampa Bay, Rams, Buccaneers. We'll go around the frames. Tyler, we'll start with you. Who's winning and why? You know, it. when you step back and look at it, I love the Rams. I love, uh, I love Matt Stafford. I love Aaron Donald. I love Jalen Ramsey. I love Cooper Cup. But I'm going to go back to my original take of I'm not picking against Tom Brady in the playoffs. I'm not going to do it. You know what? I mean, the offensive line is a concern. Uh, Tristan Wurst did not practice. That's a big concern. Ryan Jensen's back at practice. Uh, but Keyshawn Vaughn showed that he can play a little bit. You still got Mike Evans, you know, sure. Their, their wide receiver core is a little bit uh, empty, but damn it. Don't underrate Mike Evans. He's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He has eight straight thousand yard seasons for a reason. And Tom Brady is incredible. So, you know what? I'm picking the bucks. All right, Nate, who you got in this matchup? I mean, it's it, it's just too – it's such poor, simple analysis and that betting against Brady just seems to be stupid because we've seen that for – well, for me, I've watched it for basically half my life in some capacity. And, uh, you know, you younger ones, not quite half your lives, but pretty damn close to, you know, 65% of it. And, I mean, the Rams I want to give credit to because the one thing that they've – really short up. If you look at the last couple weeks, um, their offensive line was going to be a concern to me in terms of, you know, pressures and everything else. And go back to week 16, no, you know, no pressures allowed week 17, uh, one pressure allowed week 18. There was uh, six pressures allowed total. And, and then going into the wild card game again, they didn't allow a single pressure. And it's like, I guess they did. They allowed four pressures. I'm sorry. Um, but no sacks. It's it's still Tampa, but I think it's gonna be a close, I think it's gonna be a you know, probably three to four point game. Brian, what about you? Okay. Uh, so, knowing you have zero well knowledge uh, of the or some knowledge. I about knowledge, in, enthusiasm and uh, you know, uh, you know, concern and care. Uh so uh I guess I could um I should go with the Bucks because at last week, kind of on the spot, I said Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. Uh, even despite my uh, my uh, uh, hatred for for Tom Brady, um, but I'm looking at this game and, and I say, okay, I think you know the game's in Tampa, so okay, fine. And yeah, Brady, you know, can you know pull off some magic and all that, but I don't know. You know, I, I let's say both defenses are good and that they're fairly even. I think the Rams are better, but let's just say they're fairly even, right? Okay, so then you look on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Mike Evans, Gronk, eh, in the in the backfield, right? Uh, then you look at the offensive side of the ball for the Rams, and now that you know we're injecting Acres into the situation, right? Acres, mm-hmm. Michelle, Cup, OBJ, Van Jefferson, you know, to a certain extent, Higby. I just think they got. I think that they're they're more. Uh, sort of loaded and ready for for this game than than the Bucks are. And so I'm going to say the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Rams as well. They look to me like the 2021 version of the 2020 Bucks, loaded at wide receiver, loaded on defense. 
uh, has a quarterback who, you know, not as clutch as Tom Brady, but doesn't have to do a lot because he has a good running game, has a good, you know, there's just too many stars that are aligning. Uh, plus, I think Sean McVay has a chip on his shoulder more so than Bruce Arians, um, who's spending his time slapping players in the head and getting fined $50,000 for each slap. Good for you, Bruce. Um, I just feel like McVay has a little little chip on his shoulder from getting uh, that loss in the Super Bowl a few years ago, and he wants some redemption here. And uh, I just think this team is just too stacked to, to be stopped this round. So I'm going to go Los Angeles. Let's go to the other NFC game, Green Bay, San Francisco. I'll start us off here. I would not be, okay. I'm going to go San Francisco. Oh, I'm going to go San Francisco. I think this. Uh, I don't know if Bakhtiari is technically back uh, for Green Bay. I don't know if they announced that. Even if he is, um, I know this offensive line for Green Bay has been playing lights out. I know the running game is a one-two punch, um, and I know that Vonte Adams is still the Vonte Adams, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But this pass rush is no joke. Uh, they shut down one of the high-scoring offenses in Dallas a couple days ago last week. Um, the pass rush is great. The linebacking core is great. Fred Warner should be fine. Bosa should be fine. And more importantly, the running game is clicking on all cylinders. I, I do like Elijah Mitchell here. Um, but, yeah, so I, I feel like the – the I think it was – it um, who called the game? It was Romo and Jim Nance. Uh, Romo was saying during the, the Dallas 49ers game, like this is like a style of football that is not sexy, that people don't play a lot anywhere because it's a high passing league. But you know what? They run the ball, they run the ball, they run the ball. They have a wide receiver who runs the ball. I mean, they're getting everybody to run the ball, control their time of possession, getting points. I think they go into uh, to Lambeau and upset the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers goes to 0-4 against the 49ers in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Nate, what about you? You know, I, one, I do think Bakhtiari is uh, good to go, at least from all accounts that I've seen. I'm not too worried. And even if prior to that, uh, the last couple of weeks, I mean, look at the game. Tyler, you'll say it against Cleveland. Go back to week 16. Uh, Cleveland, Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay allowed seven total pressures, no sacks, and uh, five hurries and only two hits. And granted, that was w- without Bakhtiari, and that was with the, you know, moving pieces around. Fast forward to week 17, they only allowed eight pressures. Again, no sack. And I keep highlighting this offensive line because I think that is the one area that I was concerned with is having the pressure get to Aaron Rodgers. Because if if he can keep the pressure off and and the utilization, like we said, I was contemplating putting A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones uh, both into the lineup because pick your poison. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think San Francisco can slow the run. But at some point, I mean, do you stop the MVP or do you do you feed the two-headed monster that they're going to try to do? And I I just worry a little bit about San Francisco's offense as a whole. I don't know why. I shouldn't not believe in the pieces. I do believe in Debo. Ayuk seems to get enough separation. It's still Kittle, but it's it's hard to go against uh, a, a healthy Green Bay offense if that's what we want to call them. I'd say. Fair enough. Tyler, who you got? Uh, I'm going to stick with my initial pick, and I'm going to say the Packers are going to take this game. I love the Niners. I love Kyle Shanahan as an offensive coach. Uh, I did, in fact, vet the Jimmy Garoppolo thing. He does have a sprained throwing shoulder. Mm. Uh, There's videos of him at practice throwing okay. So, you know, take that for what you will. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, the, you know, like Nate said, the two-headed monster in the Green Bay backfield, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones. I mean, Devontae Adams. I think that's all you have to say. I don't have to go into how great he is. And the other person you really don't have to go into how great they are is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you get David Bakhtiari back. Uh, the engine that has been making the San Francisco offense go all year has been Debo Samuel. And the Packers have two very good defensive backs. Uh, you got Darnell Savage in the back, and you get Jerry Alexander coming back. You know, he is practicing this week. I'm uh, Nate, you might, one of you guys might know something different, but I think he's going to play. Uh, they're going to have to go with Kittle, they're going to have to go with Elijah Mitchell. And I think this offense might stall out a little bit with uh, the matchup of the Packers. So I'm, I'm sticking with the Packers. I'm sticking with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And Matt LaFleur, will, the student, will become the master. <laughs> uh, Brian, what are your thoughts here? You know, uh, I thought that the Niners-Cowboys uh, game had a real good chance to be close uh, uh, last, last week. Um and I don't want to give San Francisco too much credit because I was told in a group chat that like Dallas had a lot of penalties or something. So, you know, I don't I don't know that it was all, you know, uh, them winning. There's some that Dallas lost. But, you know, and, and you, you, you go into this week against Aaron Jones at home in Lambeau in late January, prime time in the playoffs, possibly you know, retiring or perhaps more likely the last season with the Packers. It's a lot, right? Um, but uh, I think, uh, I think the 49ers are, are, you know, um, as was said, running on all cylinders at the right time. Uh, I think that uh, they, they have an array of, of weapons and, and, uh, and can, can beat you in, in, in different ways uh, on offense. Uh, and I just think that, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's there. It's, I just, you know, it's going to be close, but uh, I'm going with the 49ers. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Split, split. I know this is, uh, this is pretty good. Uh, let's go to, let's go to Tennessee and Cincinnati. I'm sticking with my original pick last week. I think Cincinnati goes to the AFC championship and it's going to be a shootout of, uh, of all sorts in that game. So give me Cincy. I think the wide receiving core is just too good. I think they get Joe Mixon back on the right track and it's kind of hard to, you know, you said Tyler, you can't go against Tom Brady. I'm, I'm kind of feeling the same way about Joe Burrow in these playoffs. <laughs> uh, he's been kind of, uh, he's been pretty automatic the past few weeks. It's kind of, and I love the confidence. I love the moxie. Um, yeah. I'm going with Cincy. What about you, Tyler? You know, I don't want to go against my. I, I don't want to suffer from take lock here with uh, Zach, Zach Taylor being a not great coach, but we'll see if he can overcome that. Uh, I am going to take the Bengals here. You know, it, the Titans have won ugly all year. Uh, that's just that's the way they are. That's the way they're built. That's the way they win. Uh, if they can have Derrick Henry run all over the Bengals, I think they will do it, and I think he might do it. But I don't know how much it will matter because Joe Burrow is just that good. 
And uh, right now against a team that I don't want to say didn't deserve the one seed because they earned it, but it doesn't feel like they're a one seed. Mm. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals. All right. Nate, what about you? (sighs) This is the one, man, I go back and forth on this often. I think that if there's one area that can be exploited predominantly, it's not the passing game against Tennessee's uh, pass defense necessarily as much as it may be something to, you know, kind of kind of look at just because the Titans are, you know, they've allowed the eighth most passing yards, but they're second in, in rush defense. So I, I don't think Joe Mixon gets going against Tennessee, uh, contrary to what you were thinking, just because I think that's the one stranglehold that Tennessee's had on the uh, – on opposing teams all year. They finished two yards behind Baltimore for the best rush defense in the NFL. I think the area that I'm going to exploit is the area that Tennessee is going to exploit, and that's going to be up the middle against Cincinnati's defensive line. Larry Ogunjobi, if you saw, left the game, won't be playing. If there's an one thing that Tennessee knows they have to do is establish the run, and it might not be – it might be to the detriment of Derrick Henry as long-term if you put too much – I'd say workload on that Jones fracture that he that he recovered from. I say recovered past tense because I want to be optimistic, and I feel like I haven't given Tennessee enough credit that it makes me lean towards Tennessee. That I I, I don't know why I would ever doubt. They have done nothing for me to ever doubt that they can't win this game. Chips have been their backs have been against the wall. They've lost pieces. They haven't had a healthy team in fifteen weeks, roughly for everybody, and. I made that number up, by the way. I don't know if it's 15 weeks or not, just in case. Full total clarity. <laughs> in case anybody's uh, – Tyler, you're checking or anything. No clue how long it's been, but it feels like it's been a long time. And now they're all finally healthy. And it's like – why? so I'm going to be the lone wolf and go with Tennessee just to break up so it's not consensus. All right. And uh, Brian? You know, and this is why I love uh, doing podcasts with Nate. I, I learned that the Bengals have a defensive lineman named Obi-Wan Kenobi and, um, and that that might matter in the game. Um, That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I, as, as ugly as the wins were, I do give credit to the Titans for having Henry for base, uh, not having Henry for basically the whole year, having A.J. Brown out a lot. Uh, not having much in a supporting cast uh, besides those two to play with anyway, and still compiling wins. You know, they, you know, they found, you know, Foreman and Hilliard, you know, performed enough to, to get them forward. But, you know, they were doing it with like, you know, as, you know, as, as Nate said, you know, you know, with a, with a really injured team. Um, you know, that said, uh, I think just, uh, I think the, the Bengals, even if Mixon is, is shut down a bit, uh, can just you know they can outscore you, uh, and uh, you know and Burrow may or may not be in a in an article that I'm writing soon for our dynasty content, and uh, you know uh, I believe in uh, in Joey B and uh, give me the Bengals. Nice, for all clear. I want Cincinnati to win. I really do. I am I am very excited for this team because I, I love Trey Hendrickson. I, I love that offense. Um, I love Logan Wilson. They, they just have pieces that are fun to watch. So um, as much as I think Tennessee, I will be rooting for Cincinnati. Nice. All right, let's finish up with uh, the game of the week, I think. It's yeah. It's Buffalo and Kansas City. Nate, let's start with you, my friend. Uh, Kansas City, because they're better. Next. Okay. All right. Brian, <laughs> let's start with you. Yeah. It's a, Continuing it's a, with you, I should say. This is a, a really, really 
I, this could be it's a tough. really good game, and I and and it's a tough call. I think you know because I was ignorant of the playoff tree. I asked last week, like if the AFC Championship game between the Bills and Chiefs, you know, were played, where would it be? And Nate said Kansas City, so I said Kansas City will go to the Super Bowl, not knowing that that was not a possibility that they could meet in the AFC Championship game, uh, or maybe it was, and I just don't know enough about playoffs, but. Uh, you know, and so you look at this game in Kansas City's home and, you know, uh, you know, last week you got big game Mahomes. You got like uh, trying to cling to Dynasty QB1 Mahomes. Uh, and, and that's, you know, that's what he does. Right. Uh, the opponent this week is tougher uh, in the Bills uh, uh, defensively. I just think that what we're seeing here is. Uh, a sort of, uh, uh, I don't want to say passing of the torch, but I think Arrow is up on the Bills. And I think in general, and maybe this maybe because I come at this with such a dynasty mind, I think Arrow down on the Chiefs. And, uh, and I just think, you know, Josh Allen, the receivers, Dawson Knox, throw in a little bit of Singletary. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the Bills. All right, Tyler, who you got here? Uh, follow-up question for Brian. Does the winner of this game win the fight to the death for Dynasty QB1? Uh, I, I will not reveal my Dynasty QB rankings until we do our show next week. Nice. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so anyway, uh, Bills Chiefs, I feel like this is going to be a game of extremes. Uh, I honestly have no idea how this is going to turn out. I feel like it will not be a... 27 24 something that just comes short of the over under uh i feel like this could somehow be a defensive matchup a Mm -hmm. 17 to 14 final or it could be a uh what was that the saints rams from like 2019 like the 51 to 48 final where they're pushing 100 points for the over under Mm -hmm. and it's just constant fireworks i don't know how it's going to turn out but I'm hoping it is the latter, and we get 157 points scored in this game. Yep. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to go with the Bills here. Uh, like I said, I, I don't feel great picking against Mahomes in the playoffs, but Josh Allen uh, is fun. He's a lot of fun, and he showed just what he just how good he can be last week. Uh, that was literally one of the greatest offensive por- performances in NFL history. I think I heard uh, it was since they went back and started tracking DVOA, it was the second best DVOA offensive game of all time. So, uh, you know, I'm go ahead and take the Bills. What, what could separate them from the first? Just total yardage, I'm guessing. Because in total, in number one versus number two, because you play a perfect game, no punts, you know, all touchdowns, no turnovers. Short, mm-hmm. I guess it had to just be total yardage. Uh, I don't know how that, I don't know how DVOA works exactly. I don't know the oh, formula. DVOA, it it's rather complicated, but it takes into account your down and distance. It takes into account situational plays in the game. Uh, are you going for fourth and long? Are you converting fourth and long? Are you not converting fourth and long? And things like that. And right. like, like, I think it, like, I'm sorry, go ahead. Like it takes into, like, picking backing off of what you just said, like it takes into account the quality of the play. Like, mm. 
if both players rushed for five yards, does, does that mean both players had both quality runs? Well, no. It, it, the player who had second and three and rushed for five yards had a better quality run than somebody who was on third and 19 and got five mm-hmm. yards because you know the, it didn't help. That makes sense. Um, but I guess when you don't have to tr- when you don't turn the ball over and you score on basically every drive, uh, pretty yeah. much that's uh, gonna gonna definitely lead towards that. Yep, uh, and I'll finish this off here. I I'm gonna go with the Bills. You know, one of the things, <clears throat> and I see parallels between the Bills now and the Cam Newton Panthers when McDermott was there. Um, you know, mobile quarterback, big body quarterback, hard to bring down, no running back, and that's been the knock of Buffalo for the past season and a half. Is that Josh Allen does all the running. Um, they don't have a good running back to kind of like take the pressure off or to, or have a way of establishing the game. So if you shut down Josh Allen, well, then you just made the bills one dimensional. Well, now they have a running back. Now they have Devin Singletary. Now they have that last piece of the puzzle. Uh, now you have a uh, two headed threat at the running position, whether it's Josh Allen rushing or Singletary rushing against this chief's uh, defensive front. I'm not as scared of the Kansas city defensive line as some are. Uh, and I think they control the time of possession and they just, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game like it was earlier in the season, but I see, I see Buffalo just uh, because of the multifaceted nature of their offense now with a running game coming out on top over Kansas city. Yeah, and I- so we will find out who is right, who is wrong. Uh, over the weekend and that's going to wrap us up here at fourth and frames uh, stay tuned next week as we not only get you into round three of the nfl playoff fantasy playoff challenge uh, we'll also talk about our top 12 at various positions in dynasty and we'll debate that so look forward to our dynasty coverage starting next week getting you ready uh for basically we have we have stuff planned planned all the way through uh mid-March and then some. So we're, we're on top of everything. We look forward to giving you all this brand new content and getting you ready for the Dynasty football season. Uh, so for Tyler, for Brian, for Nate, I'm Jorge. You all have a great evening. We'll see you next week. See you.